The Chet Kalvik Podcast Network. He's a Chicago sports broadcasting legend. The other has spent a lifetime walking into Las Vegas casinos and taking your money. Check Copic. Harvard Hallis Barnhard. This is Vegas Uncensored. Are you a point spread player? You want to learn about the culture of Las Vegas, Nevada, then you have come to the right place. How are you doing, everybody? I'm Chet Copic in Chicago, joined by a bona fide Glitter Gulch legend, my good friend, the pride and joy of Las Vegas Boulevard, Harvard Hollis Barnhart. All right, my man, I want to go back to last week, Iowa Northwestern, because you and I were talking about the AP writers poll, we were talking about the coaches poll, and we were talking about the poll that really matters, the end-all, be-all of all polls, and that is the odds makers ratings. I'll let you pick it up from there. Well, Chet, let me tell you something. When we talk about polls, the AP, they actually have a bunch of humans, you know, and they do a poll, and all they have to do is sit down in front of their computer and start, uh, you know, fiddling around with some numbers, and they're not usually too far off and things like that, and I have some respect for them. Same thing with the coaches' poll. Uh, the BCS poll, they take 25% of the human vote, and the rest is calculated by the computer based mm-hmm. on uh, schedules. It's based on who they've played, uh, the strength of uh, the teams that they've played, win-losses and things like that, and I don't have a whole lot of problems with that. Now, if you compared only the coaches poll, the BCS poll, and the AP poll, they're going to come up very similar. And if that's all you get in your newspaper, you're going to think, wow, everybody's got Florida number one, and they got Texas number two, and Alabama's number three. Wow, these polls must be something, uh, you know, pretty accurate. Well, let me tell you something, Mr. and Mrs. America. That is absolutely a fallacy. If you really are betting money. Now, if you're not betting money, fine. It's great to talk about those polls. That way you don't get any arguments and everybody's on the same page. But if you want to know the real correct poll, a poll where we're talking about betting millions and millions and millions of dollars, it's called the Las Vegas Odds Makers Poll. This is the poll chat where the odds makers are putting up millions mm-hmm. of dollars to balance the books of each and every casino, each and every sports book offshore, each and every bookie across the uh, country, even though they might not uh, be able to say that that's who they're doing it for. But when they're talking about millions of dollars where you could sit there and walk into the Bellagio and bet $100,000 and take either side, well, the Bellagio is not worried about the integrity of the point spread because they know the Las Vegas odds makers are going to put out the truest number and they're going to get paid millions of dollars for doing that. They're going to have a balanced line and something real good. Well, me, myself, Chet, I pay attention if you're putting your money where your mouth is. And that's what these Las Vegas odds makers does. Well, last week I was talking about how the AP poll and the coaches poll, everybody had Iowa like number five. Mm -hmm. And I said that there was so little respect for Iowa in the odds makers poll that they had them 13th and they said they would drop them off the charts and did not even think that they would beat Northwestern. And a lot of people now, and I guess I could pick up the argument where they're going to say, well, yeah, but they lost the quarterback. It does not matter. When you're playing at home, when you haven't been to the Rose Bowl since 1991, and when you want to get the job done, you put in your second string quarterback. Now, we're not talking about a named quarterback anyway. So anybody should have been able to fill the shoes to hand off to somebody and beat Northwestern at home and advance to the Rose Bowl. Well, they didn't do it. The Ozbakers were right. 
They've dropped them down uh, into the uh, – not even in the top 20. They are gone. Now they've put out the spread. Iowa gets to go to Oklahoma, or to Ohio State this week. And, Chet, you know the line on that game? It's 15-and-a-half. Ohio State is favored over Iowa. And that's a pretty big double-digit line wow. move for somebody that just a week ago was ranked number four by the AP poll. Well, let's don't harbor on the Iowa because that has already been predicted. It's already gone. It's over with. You missed the boat. Well, let's don't miss the boat this week, Chet. I've got something that is so exciting. One of the biggest games in the nation. In fact, game day is going to be there. All the helmets, all the stickers, everything's going to be there. The tailgate parties are going to be there. It's they're playing in Texas. TCU, one of the most dominating teams this year. One of the most dominating teams that no one ever heard of in the last 25 years, I would think. They're playing Utah. And Utah, no respect, Chet, none. First of all, they opened up as a 20-point favorite for TCU. And everybody's going to think, wow, wasn't, uh, isn't, uh, uh, Utah like eight and one or eight and two, something like that. Mm-hmm. And they were just in the BCS a year ago and all that. Utah in the Las Vegas odds makers poll chat, 33, number 33. If you go and look at Utah in the AP or the BCS, one of them has a number 11, one of them has a number 14, and one of them has a number 15, right around there. The odds makers has 32 teams ranked ahead of them, and they will absolutely get crushed, destroyed, lay the 20-and-a-half points this week, Chet. I want you to bet it. I want all your fans to bet it. I want your grandma to put a double saw buck on this game, so feel free to give this game to your grandma. Uh, it's TCU this week. They're going all the way, and this is going to completely screw up the BCS, which I'm all for. Uh, when they have to move them up from number four to number three, because you know what? I don't think Texas is going to get upset, but we already know that the match coming up in a few weeks with Florida and Alabama, somebody's got to lose. So let's keep, uh, let's keep Boise up there. Let's keep TCU up there. Let's keep Cincinnati up there. Let's keep rooting that these three teams uh, run out the charts and go undefeated. Uh, I pray that somebody could upset Texas so they could really get scrambled and just work all of our way up to having a uh, situation where we're going to have a uh, playoff in the NCAA. And thank God for Ohio State screwing up the Big Ten with that big victory at Penn State last week, Iowa losing, and now Ohio State in their little three-ring circus. And believe me, the Big Ten is absolutely horrible, uh, and they're fighting for the uh, Rose Bowl right now. So we'll see. Uh, it's all getting exciting and coming down the stretch. The only thing maybe more exciting uh, for our Sunday and Monday armchair quarterbacks is what's going to happen with Charlie Weiss. I love it, Chet. You're neck of the woods. All right, you know, Hollis, uh, before I get to Charlie Weiss in the World Series of Poker, you know this. It's gospel. You've known this for 40 years. I know this. So-called, you know, wise guys know this. The average Joe fan really doesn't get it. The coaches poll. Coaches don't fill out the poll. They're sports information director. That or is they're correct. assistant sports information director. Or their brother-in-law. A coach on Saturday night, after he's played a ball game against uh, Oklahoma or Nebraska or Florida or Miami or Iowa, whatever the case might be, the last thing he wants to be bothered with is a poll. The coaches poll is the biggest con in the world, for heaven's sakes. 
Well, especially after a loss, you're right. You know, can you imagine you're sitting down for a loss and you got to rank yourself a little bit lower, but maybe the team that just beat you, are you going to give them any kudos? In fact, I remember, uh, who was it in the preseason when they were voting? Uh, I think it was the Auburn coach that was voting for the top quarterback in the SEC, and he didn't even have Tebow on his list because he was bad at Tebow. <laughs> you know, what are you going to do with that? <laughs> So anyway, the coaches poll, that's the uh, athletic directors, you're 100% correct. The AP poll, that's just a bunch of writers, and I don't want to say anything uh, to bash writers. I think they do a good job, and, I, and you know, they at least have to research it and things like that. I think you get some information, but if you're not putting your money where your mouth is, like the Las Vegas odds makers, I have, n I, you know, it's not that I don't respect it. I have no use for it. When there is a poll, the Las Vegas odds makers poll that I can just turn to and find out that they have TCU, the most solid number three or four in the country, and they have Utah, number 33. All right, uh, Charlie Weiss, Notre Dame. On oh, the road one other at, uh, thing before we get to that. Yeah. The Spud Bowl. Let's talk about the Spud Bowl this week. The Spud Bowl is the championship of Idaho. Now, it's probably not going to get a lot of coverage on ESPN, but it's going to be Idaho traveling to Boise. This is one of the most heated rivalries that no one ever heard of. The other day, they had a charity <laughs> event where Boise plays, down in Boise. The coach of Idaho was supposed to be there. He goes to the airport, and they goes to board a plane, and they'd already had the plane. Uh, I don't know if it was Southwest Airlines, but they had it painted in blue and orange. The entire plane had been repainted in Boise State's colors. <laughs> he refused to get on the plane in Boise State colors, even for a charity, because they're playing them this week, and it's all about the Spud Bowl. So what does he do? He cancels his flight. He goes to the rental car, he rents a car, and drives three hours north, completely further away from Boise, drives to Seattle, Washington, to catch a Frontier Airlines, I think it was, just to fly into Boise a couple hours late and get to the charity match, wouldn't talk to anybody there, does his thing, and then goes home to get ready for this week. Now, they have, Boise is a 30-point favorite against Idaho. Idaho, the first seven games this year, Chet, was 7-0 and against the spread. And then the public started getting on them, so they jacked the line around. Uh, but they've been covering the spread all year. No one's ever really heard of them, of course, including your ask yourself. Have you ever really been following Idaho Heavens in no. the against the spread numbers? Not against the win-loss, but against the spread I think they're eight and two against the spread, which is 80% leading the country. And now they're getting 30 points against one of the most publicized teams. So publicized that Southwest Airlines would paint an entire 740 or 737 blue and orange just for this week's, uh, or for last week's uh, flight. So, uh, I think that's kind of comical. And I think, uh, our listeners are going to be, uh, well, uh, rewarded starting off the game at plus 30 points in the Spud Bowl. All right, uh, legendary odds maker and handicapper, Hollis Barnhart. Charlie Weiss, Notre Dame on the road, at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh against uh, my old pal Dave Wanstead, the Pittsburgh Panthers. Panthers, tremendous pass rush, in my opinion. Too strong for the uh, 
Notre Dame offensive line, if Weiss loses that ball game and drops to six and four overall, your thoughts about his future in South Bend? Well, if the Irish lose Saturday at Pittsburgh, his winning percentage at Notre Dame will be .583. So for your math majors out there, that's 58%. That is Bob Davy territory. Which means he'll be succeeding. No, this will be the exact identical rate that got Tyrone Willingham fired after three seasons. Exactly, 58%. So his ability to create a double standard out of recruiting hype got him two more years with a fat paycheck, and he's done that the last two years. But now we've got to think. Is Clawson going to stick around for a little bit more of this BS? Is, uh, I think their backup quarterback is injured, who was supposed to be the yeah, Hollis, next, uh, Hollis, they face, Hollis, they face a major problem. I was talking to, uh, Tom Lemming, the nation's premier, uh, prep football recruiting analyst today. I'm going to be shocked if Clawson doesn't jump to the NFL. He, he will be one of the first ten picks in the draft. Well, well I agree on? with you because Dan look Christ. at all the quarterbacks that have been getting hurt. And getting hurt is no recipe for a $50 million contract as a rookie. Dane Christ, uh, their backup quarterback, is down with an ACL. Now, they might have one kid who will be an early entrant for the spring semester, but right now there is a possibility Charlie Weiss will not have a bona fide quarterback to run his offense during spring practice. Think about that. I mean, that's almost unbelievable. Well, there might not be a Charlie Weiss by the spring. I mean, this guy, let me tell you another thing, Chet. Let's talk about who he's beaten. He's had a succession of nobody that he's beaten. Of the 35 victories, exactly two have come against teams that have finished the season in the top 30. One of those was against Michigan in Weiss's second game as a coach in right. 2005. And the Wolverines finished that year number 24. The other was against Penn State in the second game of Weiss's second year, and the Nittany Lions finished that year number 14. Now, since that victory over Penn State in September of 06, Weiss's past 24 victories have been against teams ranked 35th or lower. In fact, the average ranking of all 35 Weiss's victims is a 73. Now, there's only 120 teams in the total rankings, from 1 to 120. So the average number of his 35 wins has been 73, which basically means the Irish would have been playing in the Conference USA. And I don't know if you can even tell me, what, maybe Tulsa is in the Conference USA? Yeah. Uh, you know, you could think of a couple teams. Houston's in the Conference USA. I really can't even think of a whole lot of teams in there. But I don't think that's where the Notre Dame program thought that Charlie Weiss was going to be taking them uh, when they hired him in 05. Hey, my friend, going back to uh, last Saturday, I thought, no, I thought Navy. I thought Navy getting 12.5 better from 11. Harvard, I thought that was like stealing. I really well, we, we talked about that, Chet. We were talking about the fact that, uh, you know, just two weeks ago, Navy did something that had never been attempted in uh, sports. 
Uh, they ran the ball 100% of the times. Well, that's going to eat up the clock and things like that. Well, they just put the running plays in, and they just ran and ran and ran. They did throw three passes. Uh, they completed two, 58 yards. So that means even if it was you and I coaching, and let's say we had to go in at halftime and make that dreaded halftime adjustment that you and I have been talking about, you know, who's good at the halftime adjustment, don't you think that you and I might say, let's get our linebackers and safeties to play a little bit closer up on the line and maybe stack the line a little bit, maybe go to a five-man line or something like that, box the ends, turn it inside, and, and get this over with. But I don't know what kind of adjustments they're making out there. Uh, Charlie Weiss, I think, and here's my prediction, I think the talent is much better than what Charlie Weiss is capable of getting out of them. One, I think he has alienated himself against the players. And two, I don't think he's a very good motivator because he's an arrogant son of a bitch. And then number three, there's a lot of the uh, boosters, a lot of the players, and a lot of the players' families that sent their kids there that think if we have another run out and win this year, then all that's going to do is set up another two years of mediocrity. So I really don't think there's uh, a lot of people in the back of their minds, I really don't think they put doubt to where maybe it's better if we did lose to Navy so we can get the guy fired, so we can get a, uh, uh, who's the coach for Cincinnati, uh, Brian, Brian Davies? Or, Brian Kelly. Or Brian Kelly. And you know who else is in the mix that was in the mix in, uh, a few years ago, and they brokered a deal to talk to him, was John Gruden. Right. Now, John Gruden... Harvard, Harvard right now, he is, the, he is the hot commodity right now. Well, he's hot. Now, I don't know what they're talking about. Uh, I don't get the papers back in, uh, you know, Chicago, but I, you know, I'm just uh, putting two and two together. But you got uh, uh, Brian Kelly and you got John Gruden, and there's two names right there that would knock it. You know, if Weiss is on the hot seat, uh, that's going to put him even further back. But I really think that there's a lot of the kids that think if we don't play 100%, if we only give 90%, and if you give 90% against some of these better teams, there's no way in the world you're going to win, and there's no way in the world you're going to cover. So if you're trying to, to soft play it on the field so you can get Charlie Weiss fired, uh, they're probably going to do a good job playing this out. Bless you, my friend, once again. He is the original Harvard Hollis Barnhart. I'm Chet Kopic. We'll join you with brand new info. Brand new info designed to take you and allow you to beat the man. Win on the green felt as we undercover what Las Vegas is really all about. Harvard, take good care of yourself, buddy. All right, Chet. Thank you, and uh, see you in a week or so. And we will talk to you people in seven days. Stay with us. Kopic and Barnhart, Las Vegas Uncovered.